for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 317 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Hals Burkhardt. And I'm your host, Will Witt. And buddy, at the last fucking minute, we got something to talk about this week. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, there was a couple of days this week where I was thinking, hey, like, if it's a super slow week, there's a game coming out at midnight on Thursday that I want to play. Um, I might call off Blue Harvest this week if there's no news. And then, literally at the last minute this afternoon, something big comes down. And boy, howdy, was I ready to record. So, here we are. Almost took the week off. It was really like a little gift. Yeah. You know, it was like a little (laughs) pre-podcast. Because I was, I mean... I had a couple of things. You, as soon as I saw it, I was like, well, got something to talk about tonight. Mm-hmm. I um, I had a couple things, you know, put aside to talk about if we did record. Um, just because I don't like missing. I like being consistent with our release schedule. You know, I know when we do miss an episode, people are always very cool about it. Nobody's ever like, why the fuck didn't you put out a podcast this week? You know, but yeah. I would rather personal point, you know, we like to be on it. Yeah. I'd rather do one than skip one if at all possible. And the other thing is that I know that feeling, you know, when you're looking forward to listening to a podcast and you're like, Oh, there's not one out. They didn't, they didn't do one this week. It's a little bit of a bummer. It's something you kind of look forward to. Especially when like me, I have a very specific podcast listening schedule. So like, you know, I get up about five 30 on Monday morning and get ready for work. And then the drive starts. And that's when, like I have a order I go through if, you know, if, um, if the geek dudes put out an episode, uh, over the weekend, cause they kind of release sort of around the time we do or on the weekend, then that's the first one up. Um, typically by then I've already listened to some of the midweek podcasts, your Sith list, your Canto bite, your, uh, I'm glad I almost said it cause I was going to forget to bring this up. We got to talk about the goddamn bad motivator, specifically one bad motivator this week. I was I was wondering if you were going to come. 
Because we haven't talked about it since, and I was wondering if it was going to make an appearance. Oh, yeah, it was. Um, (laughs) So, you know, I have my weekend podcasts that come out. End of the week weekend podcasts that I I catch up on Monday, and then by Tuesday there's a couple more that have released. So, yeah, I know what it's like when you have sort of a podcast schedule on an episode. uh, One of them misses. So, uh, we've got one pretty big thing to talk about and then a couple other sort of cooler things uh to talk about this week uh before we do that though let me give you guys a spot of business follow us on twitter twitch and instagram at blue harvest pod and uh you can sign up to be a patron for as little as three dollars a month you get exclusive access to our rs our patreon rss feed we post all kinds of bonus shows this week we had the glorious return of cooking with will Brand new episode up on the Patreon right now. On out of the oven. I will be shortly posting uh, an episode uh, of what I like to call Catching Up on the High Republic, which is exactly what it sounds like. Me catching up on High Republic content. So I'll be posting the first episode of that shortly. Uh, We have a um, newish episode of Star Wars Year by Podcast with me and my uh, our buddy Steel up on the Patreon. Uh, we also have episodes of Podula Rasa with Emily Lind, Masters of Harvest Kasi with King Tom, Jaws with me and Jesse, Oh No, It's Hall Solo, and so much more. To check that all out, like I said, as little as $3 a month, you just got to go to patreon.com slash blue harvest podcast. And of course, as always, a big shout out to our patrons. You guys are the absolute best, and we appreciate the you. Best. <clears throat> so, how has your week been, buddy? Oh, it's been all right. Um, just, uh, you know, the TikTok of the, the, the in and out of the schedule. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, I've been going for a daily walk around the neighborhood, and uh, my kids hate it. Like, I, I take them along. Not my, and my daughter doesn't hate it. She just sits in the wagon that I pull. But Liam will complain. He's like, oh, I'm sweaty. I'm getting sweaty. I was like, I know. I know, little chubby butt. If you want to go back to Disney World... You gotta walk. I can't push your little butt in the stroller through Disney World again. You gotta walk. So uh, we're working <laughs> on that, but it's been nice. Yeah, man, I bet you that is nice. Getting out and getting the kids a little exercise. Mm-hmm. So um, you said you had a bit of a spooky story to tell me. I was intrigued. I was like, hold on to I it. Do. Let's record. What's the spookiness? What you got for me? Okay. So my daughter has been going through this kind of sleep regression thing i think maybe she's got another you know little set of little because she's got four five six seven baby teeth at the moment so i know eight and the rest of them you know number eight and nine ten are probably on their way and she's waking up every night sometimes you know anywhere between like 1 a.m and 3 a.m and uh sometimes multiple times a night but uh last night uh and so when she goes to sleep, um, the baby monitor I use, is like a camera over her bed uh-huh. and it hooks up to my phone. I have an app on my phone and I just turn the app on the phone. I plug it up to power and it, it's effectively a monitor that I just sits right there by my bed as I sleep at night. Uh, so I can just roll over and look at it, you know, and see what's up with her. And it'll, if she starts to cry, that'll wake me up. Um, okay. So at 3 a.m. last night, I wake up. Uh-oh. The house is quiet. I have no reason to think that anything should be wrong. I can't go back to sleep. I roll over and I look at the monitor and it says the camera is is malfunctioning. 
which can happen from time to time. So I collapse the app and I reopen the app. It thinks for a second, says the camera's malfunctioning, the camera's disconnected. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I'm, I got to go in her room. I'm, I'm going to creep in there, you know, make, while she's still asleep and I'm going to adjust the camera and make sure, make sure she's all right, everything's all right. And, you know, she'll be asleep and I'll come back to bed. Everything will be fine. I get out of bed. <clears throat> I walk to the kitchen. As soon as I hit the kitchen, she starts screaming like, ah, ah, ah. And uh, now sometimes that's, you know, how I wake up normally. Like she'll be screaming because she's, you know, in bed and doesn't want to be or she's wet or something. But, you know, it, it, it's enough to freak you out. And I walk in. Uh, what's weird is that it happens, you know, she wakes up screaming midway as I get up. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I go in there like it's nothing. And, of course, she's standing there screaming and she puts her hands up for me to pick her up. And I pick her up and I say, baby, what's wrong, you know? you okay? And she looks over at the door and she starts waving bye-bye. She's waving bye-bye through the door I just came through to the empty rest of the house. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. No, sir. And uh, so a cold chill goes up my spine. And uh, I, I change her wet diaper, you know, with, you know, the chills. I didn't go over and close the door and knowing that the door is open to the rest of the hall, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm changing her diaper and every few seconds. I'm like looking over my shoulder just to make sure, you know, n- you know, nothing's there behind me. Mm-mm. I don't like this. And, uh, I get her out of there and I come back to the kitchen and I bring up the app and then the app's working fine. Working fine. Like it should be all along. Bro. And then, so I lay down with her in, in her big brother's bed and, uh, get her back to sleep and eventually put her back in her crib. But that was, that was what happened in the middle of the night last night. No, thank <laughs> you. I don't like that one bit, bro. You better uh, you better get Ghostbuster Liam on the case. Okay, here's the thing: is that you know I, I told my wife about it, and I was like, I don't like that something's if something's messing the idea that something might be messing with her at night, <coughs> right? Like the scientist in me knows that nothing's wrong. Like that was just a weird string of coincidences. But, you know, the paranormally inclined side of my brain that's like, you never know. You don't know what's out there is like, what the hell's messing with my baby at the middle of the night? And then she's waving Baba to and my wife, like maybe it was something protecting her. I was like, yeah, that's great. That's even better. That's not the worst case scenario. But still, what does she need protection from that's messing with her in the middle of the night? You know, that's what's going through your head. Like, I know she's fine. I know she's fine. I've got this in my mind. I have got the chills right now. And like Jesse's ch- taking a bath right now, and I know <laughs> when she gets done, she's going to come into the dining room, and I'm on edge because of this story. So I'm warning you guys right now. <laughs> Will's got me fucking tweaked. I got you good, huh? You got me tweaked, and I cannot. The scariest be, is the ones that are real. I can't you know, be held stories. responsible if I scream. Look, if. <laughs> ah! Ah! Fuck me! Why would you do that? That was 100% on purpose. That was, that was on 100% cue. on purpose. She heard you talking about her around the corner. My chest hurts now. You know what? I don't I I I you know what? Maybe we don't record this week, Will. I don't care what <laughs> hey, I don't care what of my favorite course. Star Wars video games is getting a remake at this point. You're oh. going to be up all night at this point anyway. We might as Jesus well Christ, my chest hurts. <laughs> you did that. I don't care that you're you're walking around naked. It doesn't matter. 
After you just scared me like that, I'm impervious to your feminine wiles. It just gets the blood flowing. She tried to be all cheesecakey afterwards, but like, oh, look, I'm naked. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't care. You just scared the shit out of me. This time she came up and, and like tickled the back of my arm. Oh, Will. my goodness. Tactile surprise. Fuck me. I'm sorry, guys. I mean, that was on cue. It doesn't get any better. Um, so uh, I want to tell you know this story, Will. <clears throat> Listeners of the Bad Motivators might have heard a very inaccurate version of this story this week, but I want you to make, look, you know me, guys, all reliable halls. He likes Star Wars. He likes Tool. You know, you know my interest, dependable. I'm going to give it to you straight. This is what happened. <clears throat> Friday evening, I'm hanging out and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm going to do. Like, Jesse and I had to get up the next day and go to Atlanta. Next day was Jesse's birthday. Um, we're going to go out of town. You know, might call it, take it easy. I'm definitely not going to stay up till 2 in the morning, like 2 or 3 in the morning like I normally do, right? Playing video games. Then get a, a party invite from Will. I was like, oh, you know what? Nice little relaxing evening. Hang out with Will. Play some Halo 5. Let's do it. Will and I play a couple matches. I get a message from Luke Cruiser of the Bad Motivators. Now, Luke Cruiser is the individual who came up with Hall's Flaws. He came up with the title of that website. Right. And he texts me and he says, hey, I see your guys are playing Halo. Let me know if you need another person. And what's, what do I say to myself, Will? I says to myself, self, it's time to let bygones be bygones. Let's bury the hatchet. I'll send him a party invite. So he jumps in. We start playing Halo. We're having a good old time. You know, uh, <laughs> Luke, Cruiser, Luke Cruiser. Luke uh, Cruiser. He doesn't hesitate to let me know. I don't really listen to Blue Harvest all the time. I catch it every now and then. <laughs> I said, okay, that's cool. Hey, man, I don't blame you. I couldn't listen to me every week either. Then we get into a, a game of big team battle. Quickly, for people who don't know, Big team battle is eight people versus eight people. There's vehicles and stuff. <clears throat> and as we're playing, I get in a tank, which is a very powerful, slow vehicle, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. And as I get in the tank, I, uh, I inform Will and Luke, oh, our side has both tanks, which is like a power play, basically. Yeah. Um, and Will's like, that's awesome. And I was like, yeah, but I'm not great with the tank. So I can't guarantee that I'm going to do anything special. And then what proceeds to happen is hands down one of my best tank runs in Halo ever. I'm talking, I got a triple kill from a single tank shot. I, nice. I splattered, I got multiple double kill splatters. The splatters where you run over somebody with a vehicle. Mm -hmm. I'm on fire, heating up. And, uh, Enemy warthog drives in front of me. I hit that bitch with a fucking explosive shot. Boom, it blows up. Now I've taken one of the other team's vehicles off the board. And um, to my right is this giant rock formation. And I see on my radar, on the other side of that rock formation, there's some bad guys. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go take care of them. 
and I swing around the rock uh, formation, and right as I do, it's like Star Killer Base blowing up Hosnian Prime on my ass. My screen goes red, and everything explodes around me. I got hit by a very powerful weapon, kind of specifically made to take out vehicles, called a Spartan laser. A red hot laser shot. <laughs> and I go, oh, damn, they took me took me out with a, a laser. <clears throat> and, and there's then, this moment of silence. There is this moment of silence because Will, And I'm saw, reading the kill, I'm reading the, you know, I wasn't right in front of that all happening, but I can hear, I hear the, mm-hmm. I hear the, the laser go off, I hear the tank explode, and I look down at the kill feed, you know, where it's got, you know, who killed so-and-so and how. Yeah. And uh, Will... There's a there's a beat. There's a moment of silence. And then Luke speaks up and says, oh, no, that was me. So Luke Cruiser, like he says it was on accident. <laughs> okay. But there's and, a moment there where it doesn't register with Haas. Like he's like, no, I wouldn't you. And he was like, yeah, yeah, that was me. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, he killed you. <laughs> and then, so... um. I haven't had a chance because of work, but I have the footage and I will be uh, editing the footage into uh, evidence in this case. So you guys have that to look forward to. And Luke Cruiser, you know, normally if someone said to me, oh, it was a total accident, like you just happened to turn this corner right as I was firing the laser. I would take them at their word. But this is the guy that came up with Hall's flaws, right? (laughs) So I wonder. Was this a deep state bad motivators plan by Eric Strothers? A plant. And uh, his alkalite Luke Cruiser to make me look like a fool? I don't think so. <clears throat> I don't know, man. I'm not one for conspiratorial thinking, but I don't know. We had a, I had a good time playing with you and Luke. It was fun. Boy, did I let him have it after that. The next yeah, 10 to 15 minutes, I was laying it on thick. And then Will goes, well, I know what we're talking about on the podcast next week. And I was like, yeah, Luke, you know how you said you don't listen every week? Mm, you might want to <laughs> listen next week because you might come up. Yeah. yeah that was <clears throat> so speaking of spooky things, to transition to our first Star Wars topic, um, they released a trailer this week for... What is it called? It's the the Lego Star Wars um, Terrifying Tales. It's their Halloween special. Mm-hmm. Last year, you know, they put out the holiday uh, special thing. <clears throat> and then this year, they're doing a Halloween special. What'd you think of it? You watched, I had you watch the trailer. I, I It was funnier than I thought it was going to be. Kind of like in a dark kind of way. It was kind of like Tales from, it reminded me of Tales from the Crypt. Um, yeah, it's going to be in, like, in like a, a joking, you know, less, yeah. not quite so gory way, you know, it's going to be like an anthology. Like the whole story seems to revolve around like Poe having to make a, a landing on must Mustafar and he meets a hut there who has turned Darth Vader's castle into like, uh, some sort of tourist attraction, basically voiced by the guy that did master shake Dana Snyder. Yep. Dana Snyder. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, as they're hanging out at Vader's castle, they get told three spooky tales. Um, and it's a couple of them seem kind of interesting. I'll be honest with you. 
if you had told me that we would be getting the Knights of Ren, including the character of Ren, who, you know, was introduced in that in Rise that comic book. Yeah. Uh show up in this show up in a Lego special. I don't know that I would have believed it. And I definitely wouldn't have believed that he was going to be voiced by Christian Slater, which was a bit of a surprise. Yeah. And then, like, you know, there's been all this talk because of uh, the Marvel What If story or series that's running right now. And the last of these stories seems to be almost a a direct take on a Star Wars What If. And the scenario is, what if Luke went to the Imperial Academy? Yeah. Which is pretty fascinating. So, um, look, I enjoyed the holiday one they did last year. This one seems maybe a little more my speed. You know, I like the spooky stuff. I love Halloween. Absolutely. So uh, I'm pretty excited for it. It comes out October 1st. Like, look, is this going to be something that, you know, I'm raving about afterwards? Like, no. But I enjoy the Lego stuff. It's Uh, an interesting way to get some of the story again or some parts, you know. To see some of these characters again. Right. Like, I'm sure Kylo Ren's Knights of Ren arc won't be, you know, it'll be irreverent. But, like, some of those plot points are, like, legit canon, right? Like, so it's an interesting way to see that portrayed. Same thing with, like, Darth Maul's resurrection, from what I saw. Yeah. With it'll uh, be interesting Mother to see Tazen? that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see that again. Uh, I saw some zombie droids in there, I think, towards the end. Well, yeah, they did a whole take on The Shining with the droid busting through yep. the door with the right. axe. I thought that was great. Um, kind of neat so yeah look I'm, sign me up is yeah. basically yeah we'll be talking about it when it comes out it seems like right it's fun alley. you know how much as a kid like uh, surely you like with as much as your dad likes the holidays specifically i yeah. know this had to be part of the witten family tradition it was definitely at my house um you know obviously around ha- halloween you didn't have a lot of the TV specials that you would look forward to, you know, Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, maybe Halloween Tree. Um, was that what it was called? Halloween Tree? Yeah. Um, stuff like that. But around Christmas time, boy, did I look forward to the Christmas. Because the, they'd only play once a year, you know, you didn't have DVR. So, like, once a year, you would get to see The Grinch, which was my dad's favorite. You'd get right. to see, you know, Rudolph and Year Without a Santa Claus and things like that. So to have Star Wars doing that, it's kind of right up my alley. Yeah, that's great. I definitely have a lot of fond memories of those like <clears throat> holiday once a year things. Oh, yeah. Ours at Halloween time would be The Nightmare Before Christmas. My oh, dad yeah. would, we would watch The Nightmare Before Christmas and my dad would make uh hot apple cider nice by yeah. pouring like red hots in apple cider it'd be red yeah. you've told us about that before i think yeah um so yeah look uh, is it you know is it gonna be or anything earth shattering or anything like that no but is it gonna be fun i bet you'd be pretty fun and i would like to see them continue to do different little holiday lego holiday mm-hmm. things because it's kind of the perfect um way to like the combination of Lego with the holiday special, be it Halloween or Christmas time holidays or whatever. Right. I, I think that's a good way to go about it. 
unless they wanted to start doing like old school Rankin and Bass uh, stop stop motion. Oh, that would be sick. Yeah. Honestly, now that I think about it. Yeah, you started laughing when I said Rankin and Bass, but like, no, man, that'd be pretty sick. I put two and two together. All right. So uh, the next thing I wanted to do is I wanted to read off a top 10 list for you that came out this week that I've seen some people. I don't know that I've ever I've seen anybody like mad about it, but I've definitely seen some people like sort of debating, if you will, um, about this. Um, IGN put out a list and this will transition nicely. Um, into our main topic for the evening. I had a little bit of a brain fart there. IGN put out a list of their the top 10 best Star Wars video games. So I'm going to read this list off to you, Will. Okay. If you have any input on any of these games, um, you know, feel free. Uh, also, as I'm reading it, like if you have any that you would uh, put on the list instead, I'd be interested to hear that too. Okay? Okay. So at number 10... We have Super Star Wars Return of the Jedi. I think Super Star Wars on the SNES has to be represented on a top 10 Star Wars video game list somewhere. Absolutely. Um, I don't don't know if... Honestly, Return of the Jedi would probably be my pick too. But I think you could just as easily argue for Super Star Wars or Empire. Yeah. I think they're all pretty good. They're hard, but they're pretty good. That's what I was gonna say. All three of those are really hard. Yes. You know, just probably the hardest Star Wars game we were about to talk about. Then we've got uh at number nine, Star Wars Dark Forces. Um Dark Forces was um the first first person shooter set in the Star mm-hmm. Wars universe. It was uh, on PC, wasn't it? It was on PC. I believe they also did a port for the PlayStation. Mm. Um, at least the PlayStation, I believe. Maybe more systems. Um, you know, back in the day, though, those ports could be hit or miss. So I'm not quite sure if it was good or not. Um, dark, look, Dark Forces, I think, is incredibly important to Star Wars video games. Um I, you know, I remember back before I had a computer, my family had a computer that could run it, seeing the game box at like Walmart and stuff when they used to sell big box PC games and being like, man, I want to play that. I want to play that. And I don't even know why, but as a kid, so it came out in 1995, so I would have been 12. For some reason, I thought you play it as Boba Fett. So you know mm-hmm. I was itching to play that game. Of course you don't. You play as a dude named Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> then at number nineties. Then at number eight, you have Star Wars Battlefront Two, the original Battlefront Two, from yeah. two thousand and five. That was great. It was great. Um, solid. I I loved that fucking game. I had a lot of because t- you could. Uh, there was like, there was this huge mode where you could assault ships, like mm-hmm. ship to ship, like capital ship to capital ship, and you could fly in the other ship's hangar. And go to their engine room and sabotage the engine. You and know, then run out and get back in your ship or the ship. 
steal yeah, another ship. Yeah, it long enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was intense. Then we have, uh, at number seven, Star Wars Republic Commando. An excellent game. It's the most recent game yeah. that uh, King Tom and I talked about on Masters of Harvest Kasi. That one's good. Um, look, it's essentially Bad Batch, the video game. So much so that a character from this even made a bit of a cameo appearance in the Bad Batch. In the Bad Batch. Then at number six, we have our most recently released Star Wars game on the list, and that is Jedi Fall, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order from 2019. Look, excellent game. I think easily the best of the EA Star Wars era. Yeah. Um, Respawn's a wonderful developer. The story's solid. The cast is awesome. Um, I can't say the enough. The mechanics are pretty cool. Yeah. Then at number five, we have Star Wars Rogue Squadron 2 Rogue Leader, which was on the GameCube. Uh, The Rogue Squadron games are fucking phenomenal, and I think 2 is the best. Yeah, that was the one I had in my back pocket if it wasn't going to get named. Yeah. That Star Wars GameCube's games were sick, dude. Mm -hmm. I feel like the third one, I think it was the third one that started adding some like sections where you're out of the vehicles and stuff that weren't as solid. It was still a good game, but I think yeah. two is probably the best one. Uh, then at uh, number four, you have star Wars, Jedi Knight Two, Jedi outcast from 2002. It was on PC GameCube and Xbox. Once again, <clears throat> a excellent game. Actually basically dark forces three because dark forces comes out, right? Then the sequel to dark forces is dark forces Two: Jedi Knight. And then the sequel to that, this is really fucking, the naming convention is really fucking confusing. Then they do Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast, which is essentially Dark Forces 3. This game actually more recently got ported to the Switch and PlayStation 4. I believe you can even play it through backwards compatibility on the Xbox. Um, It had a really interesting lightsaber control scheme um and at the time probably did the best job of conveying lightsaber battles in a video game mm-hmm. um i think things have done that better since then but at the time it was fucking solid i played a lot this came out my freshman year of college and uh i'd be skipping class to play this so uh, and then at number three, we have Lego Star Wars, the complete saga. I think you got to include a Star Wars Lego game on this mm-hmm. list. And I think the complete saga is probably the best one to put on there. Hopefully until the Skywalker saga comes out next year, maybe it'll dethrone the complete saga or whatever. Then at number two, we have Star Wars TIE Fighter from 1994. Okay. Look. This game is a classic. Like, while I, there, while part of me enjoys X Men or X Men X Wing, its predecessor, um, a little more just because I like being the good guys. I like flying X Wings and whatnot. There's no devi- denying that Tie Fighter is uh, technically the better game, uh, and. As far as I know, the first game that lets you play as the bad guys in the Star Wars universe. I can't think of one before it. 
<clears throat> so a really interesting take on a Star Wars story. Like Thrawn shows up in it and stuff. It was really cool. Um, an amazing game. Uh, and then at number one, what do you think it is, Will? Oh, I don't know. Take it's a guess. Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. Um, if it is Knights of the Old Republic, are there any games missing from this list? I was I had a list in my head of honorable mentions. Um, Shadows of the Empire for the Nintendo sixty four. That I had a good time playing that. I played it on PC too. I think so. There are games that aren't on this list that I have very fond memories of playing yeah. that probably shouldn't make a top 10 list. Shadows of the Empire being one of them. That is a game that was rough, you know, like mm -hmm. even by its its standards back in the day. But boy, did I love playing it. Right. Um, the most recent Jedi uh, Star Wars Squadrons game mm -hmm. like that was epic i really like that and in battlefront 2 the most recent battlefront 2 the starfighter aspect of that was sick as shit too dude. i mean that's honorable mention starfighter games for me so i think star wars squadrons was great i totally agree uh, i think the campaign was good i thought the multiplayer was fun but my i fizzled out on playing it pretty quickly yeah. compared to other stuff now just like with other Star Wars online games, I'm sure I'll pick it back up and play it here and there and have a great time. Right. Uh, I don't think Squadrons should be, and this is with Peace and Love, but I don't think Squadrons should be in a top 10 list when you have TIE Fighter. Yeah. You know what I mean? TIE Fighter, it is a much different beast and a much more, the only thing I would say that would hold people back from playing TIE Fighter nowadays is if they can't get over the fact that it's not, you know, super high definition, photorealistic graphics. But it is a stellar, phenomenal game. That's the only... If TIE Fighter didn't exist, I would say Squadrons deserves its place on this list. I mean, same thing with Aiden Versio's campaign story. <clears throat> now... You know, like, that deserves honorable mention, too. I think... And this will be probably my controversial hot take on this subject. I, If I was doing this list, I would take off the original Battlefront 2 and replace it with Battlefront 2 from 2017. Now... I mean, I, I kind of have to agree with that. Listen to me here. It's because I played both of them. I mean, yeah. I get the first one was more groundbreaking. and Yeah, I totally get I, it. And I totally get the nostalgia for it. But... And I... And, on the other hand, I also get that all the wrong things that EA as a corporation did for the launch of Battlefront 2 alone probably take it out of consideration. Right. But if you were to take Battlefront 2 from 2017 as it stands today, I think it is one of the strongest Star Wars fantasy fulfillment games out there right you can participate yeah you can play in small team you can mm -hmm. play big team battle you can play slayer you can play villains and heroes you can yeah. play just ships if you want to and you have a balling ass sick campaign mm -hmm. that yes you know, one of my favorite star wars campaigns to play in in recent memory yes you're you're totally lining up with everything i was going to say like 
Yeah, you can play in these massive battles, like where a game will take you 30, 45 minutes where you're assaulting on the ground and then you're on the enemy ship and trying to destroy it and, you know, all the different heroes of that particular era are showing up and you're, or you can play really well and uh, cash in your points and play as that hero and annihilate, running around as Obi-Wan Kenobi or Darth Maul or Rey or Kylo Ren or Luke or Darth Vader, Boba Fett, Bosk, like... The list goes on and on. And there's a bunch of different game modes. They do some real fun game modes like that are kind of out there, like Ewok Hunt, where you're playing as Ewoks. I think Battlefront 2 from 2017, had it not been for all the controversy when it initially released, and, you know, understandable. The, the microtransaction stuff was abusive. It was over the line for that sort of thing. The predatory strategy is yes is not okay. <laughs> but they got rid of all that after catching a lot of shit. And like I said, as the game stands today, I think it deserves to be on the list. And that's not even talking about the campaign, which was really, really good, man. Inferno mm-hmm. Squadron, uh, Dell, Miko, and Iden Versio. I really like both those characters. It has perhaps one of my favorite Luke Skywalker post return of the Jedi moments. It has Mm -hmm. Han Solo with a goddamn beard at Maz's castle. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really good. So that would be uh, one of mine. Another one that I would like to bring up would be star Wars galaxies. Star Wars galaxies was the first star Wars MMO. And it was developed by Sony Online Interactive, who um, were known for EverQuest. And Star Wars Galaxies was a game that was always a little rough around the edges. But what Star Wars Galaxies nailed was the sense of exploration or or the sense of exploring the Star Wars universe. Mm Mm-hmm. So, in typical MMO fashion, there were a ton of different classes. You had your gunslinger, bounty hunter. Um, you could even do things like politician or droid man, uh, droid builder. Uh, you could be an armor smith. You could build weapons for people. You could do melee and learn uh, terracasi. There's so many different things you could do. And then... Like you could go from planet to planet and just set out and explore. Like you could go to Tatooine and you would, sure enough, there's Moss Eisley, there's the cantina. It looked like it should. And there's, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of player characters hanging out in the cantina, playing mm. music, dancing. It felt alive and immersive in a way that the current MMO, the Old Republic, doesn't necessarily nail. And I like the Old Republic. The other thing that was really cool was the entire economy was player run. So if you went to an auction kiosk and you bought yourself new armor, that armor was made by another player. You see what I'm saying? Same yeah, thing with your yeah, weapons. Yeah. <laughs> it like, also wow. n- Well, no, you know, and wow... That's not necessarily the case. Sell the stuff you make in the auction house. You can can sell the materials either. You you can, but in WoW, you can also find 
like, oh, I found this kick-ass helmet. I'm going to sell okay. it. Okay. So know, that doesn't exist at all. Um, then there was a housing thing where you could build your own house on any of these planets. And what would happen were these little settlements and player-run cities would pop up. So you'd be out in the middle of Naboo, not the 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 quiz show segment on uh, the Sith list, but the actual planet Naboo, uh, and you would come across this huge player-made city. And there'd be mansions, everything from mansions to little buildings. There'd be shops, and you'd go into the shops, and they'd have like uh, an AI droid that would show you the wares and sell you whatever it was they had. Just there was a real. They nailed certain elements of galaxies so well. The combat, I'll be honest, wasn't the best. The whole weird thing about how to secretly unlock a Jedi character slot. Fucking goofy. Convoluted. But what they got right, they got really right. And then in their first expansion, which I think was called Jump to Lightspeed, they added basically an entire second game that was like TIE Fighter. was its was its own starfighter simulator so yeah you could get your own starfighter head into space dogfight go on different escort and delivery missions it was really fun it was really this fun. may and you know i just want to mention this which because this may all just come from my being just a little bit younger like mm-hmm. i never had those games on pc like mm-hmm. those pc games we're talking about uh, I only ever got to play them like at a buddy's house that did have them or something like that for a little while. So I never got to beat them. I never owned the PC games, but, um, uh, the arcade games, you know, the, the pod racer mm-hmm. in the arcade, that was awesome. Like that was kind of more of my childhood than any of the PC games and the star Wars arcade game where you got to play Yavin Hoth or mm-hmm. Endor. And um, then it had the special was- stages. The secret Special stages, stages of in boss between. fights at yep. the end, you know, fight Boba Fett, fight Darth Vader, you know, mm-hmm. that was awesome. Like those were awesome. If I ever get the chance in the space, yeah. I will buy that Star Wars arcade game just to have, you know, to play when I want. The to. um, the I think Star Wars Pod Racer should be on the list. It's a racing game set in Star Wars, and it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's really fucking good. Um. But yeah, Star Wars Galaxies came out in 2003. So, um, and actually ran basically sort of up until the Old Republic came out. When the Old Republic came out, they they shut down Galaxies. Uh, and I, I kind of miss it. It was a game that, you know, I would play hardcore for a little while and then go back to, you know, stop playing and then go back to, especially if they did like a new expansion or something like that. What are the super complicated star galaxy like Eve Online? Mm-hmm. Are there other ones that are like that? I don't know. I don't have a lot. I don't have any experience. I was going to ask: Online. Do you think Star Wars could handle like a super complicated galactic so, MMO type? Um, it wasn't an MMO, but they did sort of a galactic conquest and trading and diplomacy simula- simulator called uh star wars rebellion um that's really good but it's 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 older it's an older game and it's very complicated like when king tom and i covered it for the patreon bonus show i kind of had to go to star wars rebellion class to relearn how to play it's pretty complicated but it's fun i don't know 
I mean, part of me says yes, and then part of me wonders if it's too niche of a genre, mm-hmm. like that big on an MMO scale. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'd be interested to see. It's something I would check out. So, back to the list, which of course will will lead to um, a segue to our next topic. At number one, they have Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Mm. Uh, which I fully endorse that being listed as the best Star Wars video game of all time. A lot of times when you talk to people, that's their favorite Star Wars game ever. And mm-hmm. so that's just why I assumed it was number one. Well, I mean, the impact of that game is undeniable considering, you know, all the stuff that spun out of it. You know, you had two games and and later an MMO, much later an MMO. And from all that, there were books, there was comics. They still produce, you know, Darth Revan figures and Recently, they put out a Black Series version of his lightsaber. Uh, it's clear that, that that game had quite the, uh, the impact. So, when Sony held their, um, their PlayStation Showcase today, they opened it up with the announcement of Knights of the Old Republic Remake, which we were talking about... And other people were too. It's not like we were alone in this. But the rumors of this started floating around earlier this spring, like in March or April. And it was confirmed today. There was a small teaser trailer with no gameplay. Uh, An effective teaser trailer for sure. Uh, But it's official. They are remaking Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. And there's no release date. There's... There's still a lot of questions to be answered about yeah. this. Just basically all we have is they're making a remake. Yes. It's being developed by Spire, which is something we talked about earlier this year as well, is that they were probably the people that were behind it. Uh, it is a console launch exclusive for the PlayStation 5. Now, seeing some confusion going on, on around this. Um both Sony and Microsoft are known for kind of doing this, for kind of presenting games where the information is a little muddy. They And it's clear that they want you to think, oh, this is the only place I'll be able to play this game ever. Yeah. But what a console launch exclusive means, when the game launches, it will exclusively be available on PlayStation 5 for a time. It'll eventually come to other consoles. It's also launching on the same day on PC. So on the day the remake comes out, you'll be able to play it on PlayStation 5 or PC. And then at some point down the road, it will come to everything else. And typically, those console launch exclusive things last three months, six months, or up to a year at the most. We have no idea how long this exclusivity window is for. But that's typically the range you'll see it in. Three months, six months, or a year. Um, so, that's, uh, that is what we know so far. We know who's working on it. We know that it's happening. And we know the systems that will be available on, on launch day. And that it'll come to other systems later. That's exciting. It is. I, uh, I really got into it with my buddy Jacob Lindsay in high school. 
uh, I didn't have an Xbox. And my senior year of high school, this kid was like, I'm trying to sell, I'm trying to get, you know, new tires from a truck. I'll give you my Xbox and all the games for like 70 bucks. I was like, sold. And I bought Jackpot. that thing and uh, uh, I bought Knights of the Old Republic when it came out. And uh, my buddy Jacob Lindsay would come over after school, you know, and we would sit there and we would beat it, you know, just trade off back and forth. And he'd come over. I think he started his own run and that was fine. I was happy to sit there and watch, you know, it hang is out at my grandma's house. A great Knights game. Of the Old Republic. Um, and I've, you know, more recently played that one and specifically the second one. Uh, when our buddy Robbo asked me to be on the Hardcore Gaming Podcast. So I've got pretty recent experience with both of these games. They're both great games, but and also games that could definitely use a fresh coat of paint and definitely use a remake, you know? Uh, so it'll be exciting to see that. Now, you know, there are a lot of questions out there. Is is this will will this be considered legends like the original game is or is this going to be considered canon and one of the rumors that was going around about this was that it was essentially going to be sort of a combination of Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2 but rewritten and retooled if they're going through that process it kind of makes me think this might be considered canon yeah, that's kind of where I was thinking. And uh, it's grounds for if you want to make a movie or other media, you know, you've already laid the groundwork for what you had to work with. Yeah, or, it, you know, it could be, you know, we could be looking at a really cool situation where it's like reintroducing this era of Star Wars to a new audience or an audience that wasn't as familiar with it before and then using that as sort of a jumping off point for things set in that time period. Movies, TV shows, comics, books, whatever you want to do, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited about it. The other question <clears throat> I've seen people talking about is like, oh, well, what's the release date? Well, in the blog post that Aspire put on their website, they say it's in early development. So it's going to be a little while. And the other thing to keep in mind is that pesky exclusive Xbox, uh, EA contract is still active until 2023. So any game that's not coming out from EA, uh, we won't be seeing before 2023, if not later. That includes this. Time. That includes this. That includes um, the Ubisoft open world game that they announced early this year. And it also includes uh, the. There's a possibility that there is a Xbox and PC exclusive Mandalorian game in the works. That's what I'll say. Uh, oh, wow. A couple weeks ago, there was some quote unquote leaked footage of a Mandalorian video game that was going around online. But after further um, investigation, it kind of seems like it was a, a fan-made mod of another game. Interesting. Um, like a I was fairly well done. I guess if it was from 1313. No. Um, so what I saw people speculating is that it was a, a GTA 5 mod because the shooting and the aiming 
that was in the footage seemed to be very similar. Yeah. Um, And, you know, that's a a pretty commonly modded game. And also some of the um, dialogue and the sound effects seemed like they were pulled from the old PlayStation 2 and GameCube Django Fett Bounty Hunter game, if you remember that game. Yeah. So... I don't know. <laughs> the rumors of this Mandalorian game have been going around for a little while, and I didn't bring them up because it's a fucking rumor, man. Who knows? It could be yeah. somebody fucking around. And then, you know, a couple months after that, this quote unquote leaked footage showed up, and I don't know. We'll see. Time will tell. But yeah, um, I'm really excited. I can't fucking wait. Now, I'm ready to see some actual gameplay footage. It's probably a little while away. Like I would think the earliest we could start seeing gameplay footage would be next year. Um, I don't know. Maybe E3 or the Game Awards even next year would be a good time to show us some actual gameplay. But it's exciting. You know, we kind of knew it was coming. This It was one of those rumors that seemed to be showing up so much and backed up by like Jason Schreier from uh, Bloomberg and stuff that it, where there's smoke, there's fire type situation. If that right. makes sense. So it's just nice to see it confirmed. And boy, am I stoked. I think a lot of people are stoked. Mm-hmm. There's been quite a bit of excitement online today, which was cool. Which was cool. <clears throat> All right, buddy. Well, you want to jump into some voicemails and some emails? You got anything else to add about this? We don't really know much. Star Wars. I, I was going to ask if you have seen the Matrix trailer. Oh, let's talk about it. Uh, what did you think? I guess I have my question to you is: so the machines basically took Neo and plugged him back into the Matrix and are trying to make a better Matrix, a more convincing Matrix? I don't know. So that's the big question, right? The mat- the third Matrix movie, as I remember it, ends with a truce between the machines and the humans. Where but Neo dies, right? Neo Trinity and Trinity dies. both die. And they tell uh they the part of the truce is that anybody that wants to get out of the Matrix can, and anybody that wants to stay in the Matrix can, right? So the Matrix was still going to be around like the program, the matrix, the simulation. Right. And isn't, I can't quite remember, but I even, I think I remember the Oracle being like, he'll be back someday talking about yeah, Neo. Yeah. Talking about, I, I didn't know if she meant the one or if she meant like Neo specifically. Neo specifically. So I don't know, buddy, uh, are we looking at the next incarnation of the run, the one? I don't, I kind of feel like because the machines had possession of Neo and Trinity's body at the Mm. end of the third movie. So I do kind of wonder if they resurrected them somehow and then plugged them back into the matrix. I'm wondering if that's what the story is going to be. Or if they weren't able to resurrect, you know, maybe it just made a copy, you know, it had her body and like, it's trying to use her to unlock him. I don't know. I'm, it seems like the Morpheus character came back too, but I don't know if that's well. That's not you know, Lawrence clearly Fishburne. Not, clearly not Lawrence Fishburne. So but. if that's Morpheus, it's Morpheus. It's a much younger version of the character. Yeah. Um, look, <laughs> the second two Matrix movies were 
a pretty large disappointment to me back in the day. I yeah. like the second one okay, but that third one is rough. Um, the, to, the second one to me is um, an exhibition of special effects and choreography. Uh, there's a more mi- so than mm-hmm. I guess really a I don't know carrier of the story. Uh, I, I mean, if that makes sense. There's some story and quite a lot of info dumps, but it just it, you know it goes off the rails for me. So and I'm then three just seemed I don't know ramshackle. It, it ended it all I guess the way you have to, but like it, the pace was weird or something. I'm cautiously optimistic about the Matrix Resurrections because I want it to be fight good. At the end was crazy. Was bad. <laughs> the word you're looking for is bad. It was crazy. The word you're looking for is bad. Um, yeah, I like I said cautiously. The trailer I thought looked really cool. It is. It's it's compelling. Like it makes me want to know what the hell is going. Yes, and I'm ex- I will be excited to watch it, and I just hope He's clearly taking blue pills. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, man. There's some weird shit going on in there, man. Like there's that scene where Neo's standing in front of the mirror, and the reflection in the mirror looks kind of like an old guy mm-hmm. for a split second. So again, following the white rabbit. Did they? Um, did they jack Neo and Trinity's consciousness into other bodies? You know what I mean? I don't I mean, know. You could just absorb it into the Matrix. We'll see. We'll see. I'm looking forward to it, and I, I kind of have been looking forward to it since they announced it, and I just hope it's good. I'm not poo-pooing it, because I'm, I'm interested not to see what's going on. Yeah. Because well, we'll I see. am like kind of a huge Keanu Reeves fan. I like Keanu quite a bit too in this Keanu renaissance with John Wick and stuff that's been going on. I'm all about. I like those John, John Wick movies. Wick, cyberpunk, the next Bill and Ted, you know, he's hot. Um, I would say so. John Wick, uh, Bill and Ted 3 I found immensely enjoyable. Like I just found it a joy to watch and enjoyed it quite a bit. And now The Matrix is coming back. You can probably shelve the cyberpunk thing because I don't know that that's an adequate addition to the lore of the Keanu Renaissance. It's a shame. I just meant it. That's part of his being hot right now. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So you want to jump into some voicemails and some emails? Yes. Let's do it. The only Jedi master who can crash box Kitty Cockhead Running around slaying bitches with his cockhead He's a big Surian stud He loves to split chicks with his pud Kitty Cockhead To stroke his cone and suck on his balls Kitty Cockhead What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge but he'll be plumping spooch tomorrow! Cockhead! Blue Herbert! Cockhead! Hansberger! Cockhead! Will Witten! Cockhead! Goose Paint! Cockhead! G-Money! Cockhead! King Tom! Cockhead! Joe! Cockhead! Key and D! Cockhead! Cockhead! All right, first up, we've got the king, 
of all times, Tom Chansky. King Tim. I'm getting it going. No, I didn't mess anything up. Not me. <laughs> Here we go. Hey there, Haas and Will. Uh, kind of exciting news. I, I hope you guys haven't recorded yet, because I know you record on Thursday nights, and I'm outside on a beautiful Thursday night. Um, but kind of exciting news today about Knights of the Old Republic. Um, tr tr true story or real confession, whatever, I did not play it when it came out. I probably didn't play it till about 2010. Um, and... I, I really liked the game, and I thought the storyline was great. The only thing was, by that time, the game felt dated. And it was, it was a bit of a slog to get through, and I'm going to be honest with you, I cheated to make it through just because leveling up was a pain. Um, so I'm hoping they take advantage. You know, I'm hoping it's just not um, this reissue for PS5, PC, and everything else eventually i'm hoping it's just not a skin on the original game I ho i'm hoping they redo the whole thing um but it also makes me wonder and you know you and i have kind of talked about this a little bit uh a, a few years ago there was a rumor that lucasfilm hired someone to work on a knights of the old republic adaptation and what if because you know this is going to be a, a few years from now this game is coming out and you know people have been used to the high republic they're telling stories in different eras what if whatever this person was working on a few years ago uh, is somewhat related to this and they're going to either this person is rewriting the game or they're writing something for a Disney Plus series or something? Um, even if it's like, you know, a cartoon or an anime or I don't know, just something related to it. Because I, you know, looking at Twitter, obviously people are excited about this. And I think that's great whenever Star Wars fans are excited. But what if they decide to build off that excitement by, you know, cross-platform prom uh, promotion or cross-platform content? I think it's a great idea, and that's that's why they do. That's why Disney bought them, and that's why you do these things. Um, just you know, a little idea. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Keep up the great podcast, and uh, keep it clean, fellas. Oh, you know I do. You know I keep that motherfucker clean day. every day. Every I'm day. scrubbing and scrubbing and. Um, so I think there's a very important piece of the puzzle that sort of tells us their intentions with this game. And the fact is it's called a remake instead of a remaster. Now, sometimes you'll hear these two terms in games used sort of interchangeably, right? I assume that a remaster is like the same game just polished or you yes. know, re refitted visually that a is remake seems like there are you could retool anything and it'd be a spiritual successor you are pretty much right on the money buddy a remaster um is when you take a game and you kind of just gussy it up with a fresh coat of paint you know like king tom said reskin it yeah you 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 know you might update it to 4K resolution. You might increase some of the textures, um, things like that. But it's you know what they keep doing with Grand Theft Auto Five and Skyrim. There you go. That's a good. <laughs> I was going to say you know the Mass Effect Legendary Collection that came out earlier this That's year. That's probably a better example. That those three games were remastered. They weren't remade. Um, 
you know, and it can even include some slight tweaks to gameplay and things like that. It doesn't necessarily only pertain to visuals. Now, a remake, that is from a ground-up remake of the game. And the article that they posted on the Aspire website really sort of goes into some more detail and has some interesting information where they talk about how you know, how much they love Knights of the Old Republic and they want to be respectful, but they also realize that, you know, this is a game that's been out for almost 20 years, probably 20 years by the time the game, the remake comes out and all of the narrative advancements that have happened in video games in this time, all of the technical and gameplay advancements and quality of life and so on and so forth. So to me, that sounds like we will be getting what King Tom's talking about. I imagine it'll still be in some ways similar combat, but also new combat, if that makes sense. Hey, buddy. You got to go. I do. Okay. Um, And as far as what King Tom is saying about maybe this will lead. We kind of talked about it earlier. But one thing that I do think is interesting is sort of the timing of this all, right? So, the High Republic stuff will be starting, it seems like, you know, they're doing three phases. And we're in the first phase now, and the second phase will start next year in 2022. And the phase after that, the third Um, and presumably final phase will be in 2023. 2023 also seems kind of like when we're going to get the Acolyte show, which is set in the High Republic era. Mm -hmm. So when you combine that with the fact that the EA exclusive Star Wars license runs out in 2023, and after that we can start getting games like the High Republic or uh, the Knights of the Old Republic remake and the Ubisoft open world game, it does kind of make me wonder if this will be sort of the next multimedia Star Wars event. Like, you know how they're doing um, the High Republic stuff. Like, maybe once they wrap up the third phase of that, the re-release of, or the remake of Knights of Old Republic will lead to sort of the uh, the Old Republic era of storytelling in canon, which could be really cool. So yeah, maybe after that we do start getting shows or animated series and books and comics set in that era, which would be really cool. And I'd be really down with because it's one of my favorite eras of Star Wars. I think it's a definite possibility. Mm. What do you think? I think so too. Yeah, I think it could be. All right, so we got um, two emails, and then we'll call it a night. I think that's all we've got. I'll double-check to make sure I didn't miss miss anybody. First up, we got Allison. Allison says, Hi, I just just listened to the recent episode where you discussed the upcoming LEGO Star Wars game. I'm very excited for it, as most video games have a tendency to stress me out. Thanks, anxiety. But the LEGO games are perfect for me. It's a great combination of lighthearted humor and low stakes when I inevitably die multiple times. I played through the Lego Star Wars Complete Saga on the Wii a few years ago and absolutely loved it. 
I can't wait to see what they do with the new version. I'm planning on getting a Switch to play it. That's awesome. As you mentioned on the podcast, there are usually a ton of unlockable characters. And with nine movies, there will be plenty for the developers to choose from. But are there any characters from content, movie, TV shows, books, etc., outside of the Skywalker saga that you would want to see as an unlockable character? Mine one would have to be Grogu. Seeing his Lego form in the game would be absolutely adorable. Love the show, and I hope you both have a wonderful day. May the Force be with you. Hey, thanks for writing in, Allison. So, what I was going to say about this, um, I think Allison might be in luck with seeing Grogu in the Lego game. Oh, wow. Because there's two versions. I was actually looking at this because I remember when it first went up, one of the retailers had a retailer exclusive steel book version of the game that looks like a, a, you know, like a DVD case sized Han and carbonite Lego. And that's the one I want to get. And while I was looking at it, the deluxe version of the game comes with something like six different DLC packs. And one of them's the bad batch DLC pack. So you have to assume that's going to be all the bad batch characters, right? One's the rogue one, uh, DLC pack. So I think that kind of tells us who's going to be in that pack. And then there's two separate Mandalorian DLC packs. So Grogu is definitely going to be one of those. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so it seems like they're already doing characters and stuff outside of just the Skywalker saga movies. Um, but as far as that, besides those, like, I think it would be kind of cool. Like if we're just throwing in characters that aren't necessarily part of the Skywalker saga era, like go off the wall, give us some high Republic characters. That would be sick. That would be neat. Um, can you think of any, like, you know, obviously clone wars characters would be awesome to see Ahsoka. Uh, what is the Skywalker saga? You know, I'm, is it just one through nine episodes, one through nine, one through nine. Yeah. So like rebels doesn't count. Right. But Kanan and Ezra in there would be cool. Mm-hmm. I'm actually trying Ahsoka. To, um, okay. So this are, these are the six extra DLC. I didn't know if that was the timeline. You know, I, I didn't know. It was just a movie. Right. Yeah, I think it's technically under, only covering episode one through nine, and and then these are the six DLC packs that come with okay. the deluxe divi- edition. The Mandalorian pack one and two, Rogue One, classic characters, Solo, a Star Wars story, and Star Wars, the Bad Batch. So that covers a lot of stuff, but it does. stuff that's not covered in there, Rebels would be cool. High Republic characters I'd be pretty stoked on. Some Clone Wars characters would also be cool. Although, I feel like a lot of the, you know, just by the fact that the prequel era is going to be covered, I feel a lot like a lot of those Clone Wars characters are going to be there anyway. Yeah. So, I think that could, uh, I think that's going to be pretty fun. All right. Next up, we have um, a. Email from Sam. Howdy, Halls and Will. Hopefully hopefully you both are doing well as we wander through the time of sparse Star Wars content. 
Your discussion last week about Han Solo in Book of Boba got me wondering, if Han came back, do you think he would have the beard that he has in Battlefront 2? We just talked about that, too. I hope so. What do you think of that addition to the character and his appearance in the game? I figured two fellas with great beards would be able to determine if another great beard would be appropriate or not. On a quick side note, I wanted to say how much I love the theme song for the show. I've been listening for years now, and in that time, my fiance has come to learn every word of the song. When we were going somewhere and I'm listening to Blue Harvest, she'll crank, crank up the radio and jam out to it. I think true love is seeing your life partner singing about a fictional cockhead guy. And that song would be great at karaoke, at celebration or something. Anyways, thanks as always for an awesome show and have a nice weekend. Best wishes, Sam. Well, hey, Sam. Uh, thanks for that. And uh, that's awesome that your yeah, fiance likes the Kia D song. <clears throat> Look, I think Han Solo looks awesome with that beard and Battlefront. And would I be stoked to see? Look, man, anytime you want to throw a beard on one of my star- favorite Star Wars characters, like what would Plo Koon look like with a beard? That doesn't make sense, but I want to see it. No. What if Chewie just started shaving just his arms? You know, <laughs> and they were like like just shorn, close, short-haired. Um, the only thing I wonder is it... Is it an extra technical hurdle? Like, so, okay. If they do a de-aged or deep-faked Harrison Ford in the Book of Boba, is that an extra technical hurdle to not only make it look like a younger um, Harrison Ford, but throw a digital beard on him too? It may work one of two ways. It may be more work, or it may allow you to skip a step. If the beard looks good enough, it may... (coughs) It may help you. You know, I don't, it's one of those things that you won't tell till you render it. You know, honestly, I didn't even think about that. It could be an interesting way to sort of hide the seams or the the uncanny valley of it all. Because I'm here yeah. to tell you right now, part of the reason I have the beard, I like hiding my face. Yeah. So, I didn't even think about that. But I think you might be on to something there, buddy. Man, that would be cool. I also wonder if there would be some sort of disconnect with the audience being like, why does Han Solo have a beard? Is that supposed to be Han Solo? But he's got a beard. I mean, you you see him in the video game and you know exactly who that is, even with a beard. That's very true. You don't you don't see him and you're like, who's this guy? You know, you know, that's fucking Han Solo with a beard. Yeah, you're right. You're right, buddy. You're not wrong. Especially if you see him with Chewbacca in the Millennium Falcon. <clears throat> Context oh. clues. You, you've got an answer every step of the way for this. I fucking love it, man. I think this is perfect. <laughs> I say, not only am I starting the predict, uh, the the petition to have D.H. Han Solo show up in Book of Boba Fett, I say, bring out the beard. Mm-hmm. Bring out the beard. Digital beard. Digi- <laughs> so... Uh, before I let you go, I do have one crazy story to tell you. Okay. So we went to Atlanta on Saturday for Jesse's birthday. Jesse and her sister, Sierra, had tickets to see Hamilton last year. Right. Uh, it was in April of last year. Well, we all know how things were in April of last year, so it got sort of indefinitely delayed or postponed. <clears throat> 
<clears throat> and it just so happened that the rescheduled date happened to be on Jesse's birthday. Fucking perfect, right? Yeah. So uh, Jesse and I go to Atlanta and meet up with her sister and Keith and Jesse's niece and her boyfriend, John, were there. So the ladies all go off to see Hamilton and Keith, John, and I hang out at the hotel. And the right. hotel had this pretty nice, like, second story terrace where you could hang out. So we cool. just hung out there. It wasn't super hot. It was actually pretty nice outside. Yeah. And we're just hanging out there, shooting the shit. And all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I see fire. Oh. And like a block and a half away, I noticed that there is a car, a parked car, on fire. Full ablaze. Full ablaze. So much so that I thought it was going to... We, we were wondering if it was going to catch the tree it was parked under on fire. Oh, wow. So part of our evening entertainment was watching a car burn and then watching the... Um, fire department show up to put it out so that was some good entertainment they might be seeing you know they might have been seeing one of the most critically acclaimed uh broadway shows in recent memory but we got to watch a car burn and then while also while we were on the terrace we saw several fights people getting in fights and arguments out on the street really and then at like 10 o'clock on the dot a fleet of ATVs of four wheelers came roaring down the street and they were doing like wheelies and stunts and people were standing and hanging off of them and stuff it it looked dangerous as hell but like just almost exactly on cue at 10 o'clock Atlanta's jumping. There's a reason they call it Hotlanta. Dude, it was crazy. I thought maybe that someone was filming a music video. It was like 20 of these things came roaring down the street and just fights, a flaming car, and an ATV festival. Bruh. Parade. What more can you ask for? I mean, right? Hanging out on the terrace of the second floor terrace at a hotel. I don't know, man. Look, Lynn Manuel Miranda may be a talented dude, but. We got quite the show, too. That's all I'm saying. We got quite the show. Something tells me he would have loved that show, too. I mean, I don't know how you couldn't be entertained. It was a good time. Beatboxing the whole time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, buddy, that does it for this week. Um, thanks for recording with me. Dude, thanks for having me on. Look, uh, we got next week. All we need is something to talk about next week. And then the week after that, we get to talk about Star Wars Visions. Hey, if they drop a little nugget for us on Thursday like they did this week, we'll have nothing to worry about. Nah, man. Nah, man. We are... We're getting there. And then Book of Boba. That still doesn't seem quite real to me yet. You know? You won't believe it till you see it. You've been burned by the big bad Boba so many times. I've been burned too many times. And I just know, like... When mine eyes can behold it, I will believe it. I, I can't let it get into my brain too much just yet. Yeah. Like it's still probably especially over- if you especially if Hans does show up, your your mind will just Well <clears throat> You'll have to watch it like three times. I'll be peacocking around this podcast talking about <laughs> you guys remember back in it. back in cool. September when I called that shit? Huh? 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 You remember? Um 
Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you uh, haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Um, it helps really... people who like Star Wars podcasts find our Star Wars podcast. Yeah, man. Keeps this train rolling. Um, also, if you enjoy our theme song, please be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They're Stoned Cobra, and you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. And finally, if you enjoy video games, you got a lot of video game t- ch- uh, talk uh, today, um, check out the High Potion podcast that I do with our buddy Steve. Um, St- Knights of the Old Republic remake was far and away not the only big announcement from the Sony uh, presentation today. And in fact, Steve and I are going to record an episode this weekend about the Sony um presentation and fast track that to release this coming Monday so if you want to hear our takes on the new God of War stuff and Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine and so on and so forth check that out it's High Potion and you can find it wherever you listen to your podcasts and uh, that'll do it for this week until next week when I'll be hoping for a little nugget of something to keep us going this has been Blue Harvest and I'm Halls Burkhart I'm well may the force be with you May the force be with all of us. May the force be with us.